Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and fabulous Wednesday morning. Trust everybody had a good night's rest. And if you didn't, I hope your day will be much better. So I know it's no fun to uh, uh, be up all night, not able to sleep. And I've had a lot of those nights uh, with uh, dealing with sickness or acid reflux or just can't sleep. And uh, that's always no fun at all. Seems like you even if you can't sleep, it's not the best sleep you get. It's like the last uh, 15, 20 minutes before you have to wake up. <laughs> it never seems to fail. Uh, I'll be uh, sleeping so good, and uh, that's when I have to get up. So it just, I feel like I tossed a turd all night. But uh, I told my wife I may have to go get one of those sleep studies done. I feel like I keep waking up uh, gasping for air like I'm suffocating, so I don't know. But uh, just... I have to get all the doctor and find out what's going on, but it might just be where I'm getting old and, uh, and I'm fat, and that just might be all it is, so who knows, but, uh, but anyway, you know, our world, of course, is uh, crazy as always, and, uh, you know, it's this whole cancel culture we're seeing of the removal of statues, because apparently statues trigger the little snowflakes out there and can't handle the thoughts of a statue and uh, uh, the artwork that was put into creating uh, these statues. You know, it, it makes it begs to ask, at what point uh, in this cancel culture does it end? Uh, does it end with statues? Is it uh, art that will be next? Is it uh, our uh, uh, preachers, Bibles? Uh, at what point does it end, uh, you know, can we no longer have comedy because it may offend somebody? I mean, where where does this, our, our free speech, our free thinking, my friends, is under attack. Uh, you know, whether you realize it or not, this goes beyond the scope of a statue. Uh, this goes beyond the scope of uh, the Confederacy. And uh, like I said before, history is not there to make you feel good, but to learn from. And uh, despite... Uh, whatever their personal lives or founding fathers may have had, or even though you may not agree as to why the South uh, felt the need to rise up against big government. Again, you know, uh, we are talking history here, not parroting what uh, you hear that the South is only about slavery, but I ain't gonna get into that again. I've done made my point on that uh, several times, but, um, you know, we have these statues of place so we can understand who these men were and uh, if we don't agree with what they stood for uh, we can still teach our children who these men were why they fought why they did what they did and learn from that say listen you know they they uh, if these men did own slavery or didn't own slaves but it was fighting for it say well here's why we don't uh, agree with slavery today you know we use these as teaching tools uh, for our children so that uh, they will understand and uh, again uh, even though our past our, our America's past may uh, be a little jaded with some of the people that uh, that found and wrote our constitution uh, remember they they formed uh, this nation uh, forged it through to be what it is today if it wasn't for our founding fathers and what we we wouldn't even be here right now, or we might be under uh, oppression, or socialism, or communism, or England may be still controlling us. You know, uh, imagine uh, having to uh, maybe we all spoke with an English accent. You know, tell you who, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, you know, or who knows where we would be right now 
if the events of our past did not transpire as the way they do. And that, really that goes even uh, in our personal lives. You know, we may not, our, our before we come to know Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, our personal lives may have been jaded and marred and uh, and you look back and, and may be repulsed by the how you used to think and see and say things. I know I do. And uh, but praise God for His transforming power. And in fact, uh, Herschel Walker he was quoting scripture talking about uh, how we need to have forgiveness. We need to forget that you know we need to forgive those things of the past, and that's the only way we're going to move forward. That's, and that's true not only in our, for our nation but for our personal lives. We have to ask, uh, have Jesus Christ in our heart, know that we're forgiven in order to move forward. Because looking backwards isn't going to change a thing. And so uh, I applaud Herschel Walker for saying that. And, uh, you know, so it is, um, uh, you know, we're, it's going to have to get to the point where people are just going to say no more. You know, uh, we're not giving in to this. We're not taking down any more statues. If you don't like it, look the other way. You know, keep on, just keep on stepping. You know, the, uh, you know there's, that's the way I was brought up. If you don't like it, then uh, you know what? Just don't, it, don't, you just keep on going. You know, that's the way I was raised. Good morning, Lee. And uh, so that's what we're going to get to is like, listen, this is our history. This is our nation. This we have free speech and which is uh, quickly being uh, attacked, you know, and uh, it's sad to see that, uh, you know, the sins of your past could come back to bite you. People going back into years ago of Twitter and uh, Facebook and trying to find everything they can to defame you and to discredit you. Uh, it's a sad state of affairs we're seeing ourselves in today. So um, obviously we need uh, to pray for this nation and uh, pray to protect our freedom that is quickly being dismantled uh, at an extraordinarily fast rate. And uh, it is uh, a scary situation. It really is because these freedoms we hold dear uh, are gone and removed uh, and it's going to be bad, my friends. It's going to be super bad. Well, let's go ahead and do our Pledge of Allegiance this morning. Let me get our flag up and move my hat here. All right, let us stand. Place your right hand over your heart. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Praise God for our country. I tell you what, if um, we do live in a great, great country and this great United States, I, uh, uh, there was a video I saw the other day of a young lady uh, saying that our country wasn't great. And if our country wasn't, isn't so great, then why are so many trying to kill themselves to get in here? You know, uh, I, uh, we have uh, opportunities unlike any other place in the world. And uh, we have freedom unlike any other place in the world. Uh, it is uh, sad uh, to see that uh, so many of these little liberal snowflakes fail to see it because they've been indoctrinated for so many years by the socialist agenda uh, from the progressive liberal left. It's a sad state of affairs, my friends. It truly is. 
Well, let's go ahead and look in our scripture uh, this morning. Let me go ahead and get that pulled up here. We're going to look at Isaiah chapter 1, verses 18 through 21. So let me get that up here so you can read along with me this morning. All right. Come now, and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. But if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. How is the faithful city become an harlot? It was full of judgment, righteousness lost in it, but now murderers. Bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts this morning. You know, there was uh, uh, Oscar Wilde, and some of many of y'all may be familiar with Oscar Wilde, and the story of Dorian Gray. And uh, uh, Oscar Wilde writes about how an artist was captivated by uh, Dorian's uh, looks. You know, he was, uh, you know, very, you know, well, looked very much like me, gorgeous, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> Handsome, rugged looks, you know. I saw, you know, I understand why that artist was captivated by <laughs> yours. You know, I'm just teasing, but uh, but in the story, seriously, he uh, he was captivated and, and wanted to paint his own picture, and uh, and Dorian became infatuated with his own looks, and so by doing so, uh, he, he his wish was that the portrait would grow old and he would remain his young youthful self and his wish was granted and so he sold his soul so to speak and uh, uh, he lived a life of lawlessness and uh, just did whatever he wanted to do well many 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 years later had, had passed since the the time of the painting and he decided to go up at the attic for whatever reason he wanted to see what that painting looked like and uh, when he removed uh, the cloth from the picture, uh, the hideousness of what he saw, uh, the blood running down uh, on the on the painting itself, uh, repulsed him uh, beyond words and disgusted him. And uh, he confronted the artist uh, who happened to be there at the time. And uh, the artist said, "Come clean, Dorian." He said, "As as we read right here, he said, as your sins be as scarlet, that they be white as snow.'" And Dorian stabs him and kills him. And out of his rage and looking at this, the hideousness of this picture, he runs the, the dagger through the painting. But as he did so, he lays there lying face down uh, with the dagger uh, in, that had killed himself. And the picture, the painting, restored back to its uh, former glory. And the youthful Dorian... Uh, appeared on the painting, and the hideousness was so uh, had been, uh, come through on Dorian to the point that when uh, the servants came into the room, they didn't even recognize Dorian, who laid there dead, uh, where he had killed himself. You know, there's a lot to, uh, I guess, to be learned to a certain extent. Dorian lived this this life of rebellion, this life of lawlessness, and uh, because he uh, was unable to see the hideousness. Uh, of his soul and what was going on you know i think there's a lot of people in this world and i think we're seeing it now the the evil that is running rampant uh the disgust uh the the we see 
uh, with everything that's going on, uh, whether it's cancel culture, homosexuality, uh, every immoral thing coming and going, we see that. The soul uh, can be is very much like that painting. It seems to be invisible. And uh, even though outwardly, uh, you know, we seem somewhat beautiful, if you want to put it that way, uh, but inwardly, uh, our souls can be corrupted, evil and vile and disgusting as that picture had become of Dorian Gray. Uh, our souls are not invisible forever. One day we will stand in judgment of Jesus Christ. We will stand in, at, the, at the judgment seat. Now, for those who are saved and accepted Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and Savior, they will uh, be judged for those things that they have done as they were uh, after they became Christians. And uh, for those who are not saved, they will be judged for every single sin, that their hideousness, the evil vileness of their souls will be exposed. And then they will be cased, cast into the lake of fire and they will burn for all of eternity. Uh, you know, so, so many of us can see, you know, the evil that's going on. And we can ask ourselves, you know, there's something that has to be done. What are we going to do about this evil that we're seeing around us? But uh, many may neglect uh, asking themselves, uh, what are you doing about the evil within you? Now, that's a very hit, a hard and tough thing to, to swallow, the evil that is within us. Remember, man's heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? And so the soul itself can be as marred and jaded and evil and disgusting as that very picture that Dorian saw himself. Uh, you know, the only thing that can cleanse those evil souls is what we see here. Come now, let us reason together, as we see here in verse 18. Saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. My friends, as the artist uh, pleaded with Dorian, come clean. Let you come clean before Jesus Christ. Right now, many of you people, and it seems like the majority, you know, it seems like Christians are, are becoming quickly the minority. Uh, the majority seems to have, you know, they're, they're, they need to come clean. They need to come to understand Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. What Jesus Christ, his atoning work on the cross, that he gave his life to save yours from a very real and eternal hell. And the only way to make that evil, disgusting, marred soul white as snow, to be pure before God. Remember, God hates sin. Why? Because it separates us from God. God hates sin. He abhors sin. We should equally abhor and hate, and with great disgust, hate sin. It, 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 uh, uh, uh shoot, my mind's went blank on me. It, it, it um, Dulls. I get it. What's matter with me? Dulls our our love. It it, it dulls our uh, our relationship. If sin is. But here's the thing. Jesus Christ makes us worthy to stand before God. Remember, you know, we've been talking about in our study in Hebrews how you know they had to go before the priest and there was the veil and uh, you know. But when Jesus Christ gave his his very life for us, when the veil was torn from top to bottom, Jesus says Jesus Christ's flesh was torn. He was that veil. And so that he allowed us to have that direct communication between us and God. He's the only one that makes us worthy to stand before God. My friends, if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and Savior, I urge you, I plead with you today to give your hearts to God. You know, uh, that's the only thing that's going to change what we're seeing in our society, what we're seeing in our nation. That's the only thing that's going to uh, change our attitudes towards race. The only thing that's going to have our change our attitudes with forgiveness, 
with bitterness, with hatred. That is the only thing that's going to change what we're seeing today is Jesus Christ. And if you are a Christian, if you know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, and you're finding yourself jaded, if you're finding yourself becoming more bitter, if you're finding yourself being filled with hatred, which is easy to do. See, I mean, just because I'm a pastor, just because I'm a Christian, doesn't mean I don't get angry at the events of the things that I'm seeing going on in our nation now. I'm at the point I'm about ready to physically start fighting. I'm, I've had a belly full of it. But we got to give that over to God. We need to, to, to as, as the, the artist said to Dorian, cleanse yourself. My friends, cleanse ourselves daily before God. And the only way we can do that as Christians is to come before God in prayer, come before God and studying the word. That's how we cleanse ourselves each morning, purge ourselves of those things that are, uh, that are uh, not pleasing unto God. Uh, that, uh, that that sin that is in our lives, we have to cleanse that. And the only way we can do that is giving that over to God uh, each and every day. So make sure you're spending that time in the Word. You're spending that time in prayer so that you make yourself uh, clean and worthy to stand before God each and every day. And that's why I pray every day, Lord, forgive me of sins, either intentional or unintentional. Make me clean. Make me white as snow. Let me be pure before your eyes. And Jesus Christ is the only thing that can make us pure enough to stand before God. That's why we need to develop that relationship. We need to work on that relationship. You could put on a good facade. You could put on a good act. People think you're a great person, benevolent, kind. But if you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, your soul is disgusting, as hideous as that painting of Dorian Gray. So make sure that you have cleansed yourself today, my friends, my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Cleanse yourself daily in the Word. Immerse yourself in the Word and in prayer. And for those who don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, Confess those sins. Give that over to God today. Give your life to Christ Jesus. You're headed straight to hell. And you may think that's funny. You may think it's uh, no big deal. I assure you it's a torment beyond anything you can possibly imagine. Jesus Christ is the only way to, for life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man can come to the Father except through him. You cannot be good enough. You cannot do good enough works. It is only through accepting Jesus Christ as your personal and Savior can you enter through the gates of heaven. Wide is the path that leads to destruction, but narrow is the way that leads to life. Let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day that you blessed us with. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, I pray that you will help us daily uh, to immerse ourselves in your word. Lord, cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Lord, let us stand before you with, with the right and pure hearts. Uh, Lord Jesus, uh, help us to strive daily to have that mind of Christ, to strive daily uh, to fight against sin. Uh, Lord, thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love that even when we do sin, you are faithful and just to forgive us of those sins. Lord, if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us, lead us, God, and protect us this day. Lord, be with our nation. Bring healing and peace upon our land. Touch the hearts and minds of the people of this nation like never before. Let them come to know you before it's too late. Lord, let our police officers know they are truly loved, they are needed, and they are appreciated. And Lord, I just pray that uh, you'll be with our sister in Christ, Kim Penix and Wendy Lee. And I pray, Lord, that you'll be with David and Linda Feathers. I pray that you'll be with Ginger Hood. I pray that uh, you'll be with Troy. 
Lord, I pray that um, uh, you'll be with Ron and Thelma Thompson and Roger Winters, Mr. Murph. And uh, Lord, I pray that you be with so many. There's so many prayer requests, concerns today, Lord, that I receive. And Lord, you know the hearts and minds of each and every individual. Lord, I pray that you be with our president, give him the proper wisdom, knowledge, discernment uh, in the dealing with uh, the affairs of our, our country. And Lord, be protection upon him. Lord, that we thank you, love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. Oh, you're welcome, Mr. Feathers. And I uh, hope everybody has a great day. Don't forget to tune in tonight at 7 o'clock. We'll continue our study in Hebrews. We've got some great stuff to cover this evening. And uh, don't want to miss it. You really want to tune in for that. And uh, I look forward to diving into God's Word this evening. Uh, if you want to share these devotions on social media, you know your friends or family can find me at Dr. Young 77 If they don't do social media, you can uh, always watch on our website at uh, flbconline.com that live bible church and or you can go to youtube dr matthias young watch all the devotions there uh and uh, remember too if you haven't already subscribe to the doc young chronicles podcast on apple itunes free of charge audio only but gives you something to listen to as you're going out and about today and uh, uh hopefully you will enjoy that I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless. Mm -hmm.